0: What is up, heroes? Welcome to the first official episode of Comics, Connor, and Coffee. I almost screwed that up immediately, um, but I am so excited. This is the first official episode because I have recorded a Comics, Connor, and Coffee episode. Um, but this is kind of unique. Like this is like the first one with like an actual. Uh, uh, framework to it, actual uh, bones to it. so um, I'm super excited about this. I think this is gonna add a little um, a little more fun to the podcast as we go through just kind of uh, uh, we're gonna talk about today we're gonna have three segments where we talk about, Comics, and that means we're going to talk about Avengers: Endgame. So, careful for spoilers if you have not seen that movie. If you haven't, what are you doing? Uh, listening to podcast? Uh, you need to be going to watch that movie right now. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about me. Um, so, I'm taking questions from my Instagram, uh, and then we're going to just talk real quick, and we're going to do that right now about my coffee. Um, so. We will do that actually later. Um, I lied. We're not going to do that right now. So let's get into the first segment, comics. So today we're going to be talking about Avengers Endgame. Um, I am super excited to talk about this. I've not really um, discussed this in depth um, at all. So I'm very, very excited. We're just going to walk through um, the movie and just kind of what I thought. So uh, spoiler warning again, if you have not seen the movie, I don't want to spoil it for you guys because um, it was a real treat to go see this movie without spoilers. I mean, because we were building 10 years, we were building to this movie, actually 11 years, we were building to this movie, um, 22 movies uh, before it. And this is kind of um, the season finale, like it's basically a TV series and they expected you to have watched all the other movies leading up to this movie. And so, um, it was a real treat to watch this movie without being spoiled. Um, and so that's what I want you guys to do as well. So now that everyone is gone, now that everyone who has not seen the movie is gone, Let's talk about it. So the movie opens with Hawkeye um, and his family um, just going. uh, They're just hanging out. He's still got his ankle monitor on it. um, And then his family gets dusted. Um, This was a great way to open the film. I I was not shocked by them opening the film like this because of Hawkeye's absence in uh, Infinity War. Um, But... uh, um I was really I was really pleased with how they opened this film. And let's just let's just talk about character by character. Um let's just talk about Hawkeye first. Um I thought his arc was fantastic in this film. I thought they did a great job like they left him out of Infinity War, but I thought they did a great job with his arc in this film and there was like it was clear why they left him out in Infinity War, same with Ant-Man. Um and so I thought that was a really really good job by Marvel. Um I thought his arc was fantastic. I mean, literally him doing so him becoming Ronan um and just going on a killing spree, that scene of him in Tokyo was one of the best scenes in the film. I mean, I, I loved his conversation with that guy. Um, and I can't remember his name. Um, I thought that was fantastic. I thought black widow, um, coming to get him and the line that she says, or the line that he says, he's like, don't, don't do that. Don't give me hope. And she's like, I wish I could have given it to you sooner. Like, Oh my gosh, like, it, it was, that scene was unbelievable with them too. Um, uh, Professor Hulk, uh, you open up, I'm kind of just jumping around a little bit. Professor Hulk, you, you open up with him, um, I mean, obviously you have Bruce Banner at first, then they uh, kill Thanos. Can we just talk about how dope it was that in the first 15 minutes, uh, they... Kill Thanos. Uh, I thought that was fantastically done. Um, Anyways, Professor Hulk, whenever you do the five year time jump, you jump right to Professor Hulk. And I wasn't a huge fan of that, we didn't get to see him uh, um, uh, doing that, becoming Professor Hulk. Like, I didn't like that you just jumped straight into Professor Hulk because they didn't get to explain how. It's a combination of Bruce Banner and uh, Hulk, and so that's why he's dabbing, that's why he's taking selfies, because he's still kind of a kid-like uh, Hulk, and so um, he's not fully Bruce Banner, um, just in Hulk's body, you know, he still has Hulk's personality, and so I didn't like that they didn't get to explain that. I kind of would have liked them either to just add that in, add a f- extra few extra minutes i mean it would have been worth it uh or take out some of uh some of ant man's like you know him walking away from the van or you know uh uh him having to go to the vanished uh, cemetery i mean i i thought that was a great scene but i could have done without that to in in place of uh hulk and banner merging so um but I, other than that i thought professor hulk was great i thought it was really funny um the con i mean it's something we've been wanting for a long time the combination of banner and hulk um so i was i was super pleased with that um i i really enjoyed his character but i do wish they would have explained it a little more um and i wish we would have been able to see that because we've been on this journey with uh banner and hulk for a long time and um i i didn't like that i didn't get to see that come to fruition a little bit um but other than that hulk throughout the rest of the film was really really good i thought um him, uh, in 2012, when they go back in time, spoiler alert, they go back in time, uh, I thought he uh, was hilarious, you know, it's like, uh oh, I think it's kind of ridiculous, you know, and he's kind of smashing, he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I thought that was really funny, um, and man, that scene with him in the Ancient One was unbelievable, like, the ancient one coming back was unbelievable. Like when he jumps up there, he's looking for Dr. Strange and she's like, Oh, you're about five years too early. Like, I was just like, what? <laughs> like, that's unbelievable. So, and then she's like, you know, he's 12 blocks down, uh, doing surgery, you know? And so I just thought, I thought that was fantastic. That scene with the ancient one. And then he's like, well then why would Dr. Strange give him the time stone? Like, and she's like, I think I made a mistake. Like he's supposed to be the the best of us. I, I that scene was one of my favorites in the movie as well. The ancient one. Um, uh, moving on. We're not going to get to the end of the film yet, so we'll talk. We'll come back and talk about Hulk. Um, but moving on to Black Widow, her story arc was one of my favorites in this film. Like Scarlett Johansson did such a great job acting. Um, In this film, I thought she was a standout performer um, in this film because the emotions that she shows um, whenever she's leading the team, like she became the leader, like and then the emotions of talking about how this is her family. And then she goes and gets Hawkeye and, you know, she grabs her, grabs his hand and like she's not judging him because of the things that she's done. And so just the emotional um, connection that you had with Black Widow in this film was unbelievable. And I thought that Scarlett Johansson uh, brought that and did that. And I thought that uh, she, uh, she did just a fantastic job um, doing, uh, going to that. So uh, in the first act, So much emotion that she brought. We'll talk about the second act when they go on the time heist in just a minute. But first, let's talk about uh, Thor. So Thor in this film obviously was uh, Lebowski Thor, uh, Fat Thor, and I got to admit the first time I saw this film that scene of Hulk and Rocket going to get Thor really took me out of the movie. Um uh I didn't really like it at first. Um but through the second time watching the film I really thought it was a fa- they did a fantastic job with Thor. Um uh because he's the one that that really really failed. Like he is the guy who had a shot at killing Thanos in Infinity War. Like he's the only one that had a shot. Like Iron Man drew a little bit of blood. That's what that's what happened. Uh, Thor put an axe in his chest, so he was the only one with a shot. And because of his arrogance, he he wanted to kind of gloat a little bit. That is why the snap happened. So um, so when they go and find Thanos and the stones are gone and he chops off uh chops off thanos's head like that starts him on this emotional journey of like he he failed like he felt like he failed and um basically just gave up on life at that point you know just became fat thor um was playing Fortnite and drinking beer um and just, you know, was depressed um, because he had the only shot to kill Thanos. And instead of just cutting off his arm or going for the head, like he um, he wanted to gloat in Thanos' face. And so he put it right into his chest. Um, so upon second viewing of the film, I really like what they did with Thor and. Um, he was really funny. Uh, he's exactly how you would be if you're the one that was responsible for half of the universe <laughs> being snapped out of existence. Like, you would be depressed, and you would feel like it's your fault, and and more so than everybody else. So um, I, thought, I thought they did a great job with Thor. Um, uh, but again, upon first viewing, and honestly, upon first viewing of Avengers Endgame, I didn't really, really like it. Like I, I wasn't like, just like enthralled with it. Like I was infinity war. Um, but when I watched it for the second time, really watching it as an event rather than a movie. And, uh, it really changed the way that I viewed it. And, and I really, really enjoyed it. And it, it was, it was the perfect ending in my opinion, um, to these characters, to, uh, um, And obviously not ending these characters, but to this arc that these characters are going on um, and these movies have been going on. I thought they did a great job with this. As far as a movie, though, I will say Infinity War was the better movie just with like pacing, um, just viewing, things like that. Like it, it was a better movie, but as far as like fan service and event goes, Endgame was everything you wanted it to be. Um, and I, and I can't wait to get this, um, on, uh, Blu-ray and watch them back to back. Um, because I think they will just go perfectly together. All right. Anyways, moving on to Captain America. Captain America was standout performance in the film. Almost every single one of my favorite moments came from Captain America. Um, by the way, you're going to hear me say favorite moments about 30 times uh, in this podcast because this movie just did so much. There was so much movie in this film, um, and it was just so much fun. They did a lot of fan service. So um, it was everything you wanted in a uh, season finale of the biggest season of of history. So um, – Captain America though was a part of all, uh, or a lot of my favorite moments. Um, the hell Hydra elevator scene, like I cannot freaking believe that. Like that was unreal what he did. Um, (laughs) unreal that they did that in the elevator scene. I thought that was fantastic. Um, because the elevator scene is like, like my favorite scene in the MCU, um, Because I just love seeing Cap realize like, oh, dude, they're about to like they're about to freaking attack me. And he's like, before we get started, does anybody want to get off? I mean, that scene is just top notch. Um, So I love the callback to that scene. Uh, But Captain America's story arc is really, really good in this film. I mean, he just really comes into like he's led the Avengers in the past, but he really leads them. Um, in this film. And I like that. Like, I like that. Um, and I heard the Russo brothers do a spoiler interview, uh, yesterday. I like that. They were like, this is the story arc that he's been building to becoming, um, trying to figure who who he's, who he is, like figure out who he is. Um, and I think this film, he figured out who he was, especially the ending of this film. So, um, I thought the story arc of Captain America was fantastic. All right, moving on to Iron Man. Then we're going to talk about the time heist and the third act, the battle in the conclusion. So the, uh, Iron Man was, uh, Robert Downey Jr. As always is a fantastic, uh, actor. The, what he brought to Iron Man in this film, just so much emotion. Uh, he did just such a fantastic job in this film. um, I thought Iron Man as a whole, his story arc was really, really good. It was one of the best conclusions um, in this film uh, because of just how we've been building. Like Iron Man started as just a selfish jerk who um, was all about himself. Um, uh, And then, you know, when he goes into that cave, and builds the Iron Man suit, and obviously the first Iron Man. Like, he starts his journey of becoming selfless. He starts his journey of uh, of uh, becoming a hero. Like, Cap tells him, like, in the first Avengers, like, you're not the guy to jump on a grenade or give up your life, uh, for other people. And so we've been building to a selfless Ironman, um, this whole time, you know, and obviously it opens, the movie opens with him lost in space and, um, you know, food and water ran out and he's 22 days into this and, you know, he's weak and uh, frail. And when he gets back to earth, he's ticked that cap wasn't with him. Um, he's a little delirious. Um, and so, you know, it was, it, those scenes were just so emotional. It was, it was exactly how somebody who was lost at space, like, like you're going to be delusional. Like you're trying to get that nourishment back. And then all of a sudden you cut five years later and he has a kid, he has a daughter. Um, and I thought all of his scenes with his daughter were, um, just so emotional, so fantastic. Um, the, I love you 3000 was so, so great. Um, I've quoted that a thousand times since then 3000 times really. Um, uh but then obviously he figures out time travel and uh he, very quickly you know it's like in the movie it was very convenient that he just figured it out really really quickly um but i love what pepper says to him like he's like you know i could just drop it in a lockbox and drop it to the bottom of the lake um and she's like and and then go to bed is what he says and then she's like but would you be able to rest and obviously they call that back later um but no, like he wouldn't be able to. So obviously he meets up with the other Avengers, and obviously Ant Man plays a huge part in this as well. But I wanted to just talk through um, the original six Avengers. So let's get to time heist. So I love I love the brainstorming session, them talking through the infinity stones, um, where they were at different points in time. Um, but then I love the teams that they break up into. So they have uh cap. Uh, going for the Scepter, um, Cap, Iron Man, Hulk, and Ant-Man going to 2012, getting the Tesseract, the Scepter, and, uh, the Time Stone, um, they have, uh, Black Widow and, uh, Hawkeye going to get the Soul Stone, uh, they have, uh, Nebula and War Machine going to get the Power Stone, and then they have, um, uh, uh, Thor and rocket going to get the reality stone. So let's talk about 2012 first. Cause that is the first year. Um, <laughs> like so good. So many callbacks. Uh, a lot of it was reshot, which is cool. Um, uh, it was so fun, so enjoyable to see. Um, see those callbacks uh so you have ant-man and iron man going after the tesseract and uh obviously you know ant-man jumps into iron man's uh iron man's arc reactor pulls the plug they kick you know they uh and then he kicks it to iron man uh but because hulk hates st- uh, stairs so much he busts out and knocks iron man out um and he throws it back the Tesseract lands right under 2012 Loki and Loki goes ahead and portals out of there crazy stuff because that started a new reality. So when you change stuff in that time, it starts new reality. So Loki is alive in an alternate reality, which is ridiculously awesome. Um, also, I love the rules of time travel that they uh, that they set up. I thought that was so great that they set up that hey, you're not going to change your future. Um, by going back in time. You're just going to set new realities. So um, I thought they did a great job explaining that. Um, And I like that more because time travel can get really messy. I'm not a huge fan of time travel, um, honestly. Um, So he portals out of there, starts a new reality. Uh, Cap, obviously, we already talked about, does the Hell Hydra in the elevator, gets the scepter, fights himself, which was so great. So great. Bucky is alive (laughs) it was so great um uh, so i thought that was great um then you have uh uh uh, oh my gosh you have a hulk obviously we talked about the ancient one um getting the time stone that was fantastic but then they get back iron man cap jumps down iron man and ant-man are sitting in the car they're ticked that they messed up and they have to go back even further in time to uh 1970 they go to the base that was in winter soldier um they see uh old school hank pym they get some uh pym particles but then they get the tesseract and tony stark gets to meet uh howard stark um and they they're talking about um having kids and it was just a really really neat moment one thing i was confused about though when uh when Tony asked how pregnant is she or how far along is she, not how pregnant she is, uh, how far along she is, um, he looks confused by Howard's answer. And and they never really explained that. Maybe I'm just missing it. But if you have an answer to that question, why he looked confused, um, please let me know. The only thing I can figure out is like maybe it's a different – like like maybe he was supposed to be born that day particularly because like why would he even – Why would he even know that Howard was going to be at that base um, or the Tesseract was at that base at that exact time if he wasn't born on that day? But I I don't know. I'm a little confused by that. So if you have an answer for that, please let me know. Um, But all of their conversations were so great. He gets to hug his dad um, and just tell him, you know, it's going to be great. Like everything's going to be okay, Um, which is just. It was emotional and fantastic. Um, then you have uh obviously you have Thor and Rocket going to get the reality stone, pull it out of Jane, which is was hysterical. That whole scene was just so funny. Like when his mom catches him and he and she's like, You're from the future. <laughs> and he's like, I, I am from the future. <laughs> that scene is just so fantastic. They did such a great job with that. Um, obviously, Rocket does sneak into the room, pull it out of Jane, which is just, I mean, Jane just had a weird few moments because they pull it like a, a rabbit pulls it out of her, and then, uh, and then, uh, Captain America comes in and puts it back in her. So, uh, weird few moments for Jane. Um, but, anyways, uh, then obviously you get the hammer. So he figured like he has a great conversation with his mom. Uh his mom's telling him like um uh you know, sometimes we're not we're not good at who we're supposed to be. Um and just a really call to action kind of d- deal for Thor. Um and obviously he pulls the hammer to him and he's like I'm still worthy. Um which we'll get to in a little bit why the hammer is important. Um, then you have uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye going to get the Soul Stone. Um, whoa. Like when they start going to Vormir, I was like, frick. Like two of them are going there. Like one of them's going to come back. Uh, and then them, them fighting over who is going to make the sacrifice. Um, that was over the top. Like, and genuinely. Like there was multiple moments that I thought each of them were going to die. And when Hawkeye jumps, like you're just like, oh, my gosh, like this is it. Like he's got to make the sacrifice. And then all of a sudden you see Black Widow coming flying over um, and in just true Black Widow fashion, um, swaps him out, you know, hooks it to him, all this stuff. Um, And then she sacrifices herself. Um, Super emotional scene. Um, but just great for the story arc of that character. I mean, I'm telling you Scarlett Johansson was a standout performance in this movie. Um, she sacrificed herself and just really emotional for Hawkeye looking, looking down, um, at black widow. Um, and just super emotional for us as an audience. Um, because this is her family and she wanted to sacrifice herself for her family. Um, And I really did not see this coming. I'm going to be honest with you. I did not see Black Widow dying in this film. Uh, I like what they did with it, but um, it was super emotional for me. I got to admit. So that was tough, but they get the Soul Stone. Hawkeye gets the Soul Stone. Uh, He would have rather had Black Widow, but he did get the Soul Stone. Uh, Then you have uh, Nebula and... uh, Uh, War Machine getting the Power Stone where Quill found it. You get a little call back to Guardians 1, uh, him singing, which is hilarious, Um, without the headphone, like without the music coming on. Uh, (laughs) I love that song, by the way, and I love that scene of Quill. Uh, It's just a great intro to Quill. Anyways, they get the Power Stone, and they start to portal back, but Nebula all of a sudden starts linking up with 2014 Nebula. Um, and so Thanos finds out what they're doing, gets all the files, uh, realizes that, you know, uh, his, uh, um, realizes that his, uh, his plan works, that he gets the stones, he snaps it, uh, snaps half of all life out of existence. And so he goes to get, uh, 2023 Nebula. So he goes, portals her up, uh, finds out. I love his line of that is like, it's destiny. And then all of a sudden it's him getting his head chopped off. And he's like, and that's destiny fulfilled. Like you just see his plan all the way through, even when they kill him in that opening scene, he's like, all they, all they offered me was temptation. Um, and you just see that he was not power hungry like he just had a mission and he wanted to go after that mission so um anyways i they get they get old nebula obviously uh 2014 nebula takes the piece out of uh, nebulas head and is going to be an a double agent going into enemy territory and going back into uh 2023 timeline um and uh, she does. And they go back. They get all the stones. They weep over Black Widow um, first. And and then uh, they're like, hey, we got to make her sacrifice worth it. Like, we have to. Um, I was a little disappointed that Hawkeye didn't tell Cap that it was Red Skull. That was M. Vormir. But anyways, um, uh, so they start building the gauntlet. And... All the time, to- all the while, Nebula from 2014 is um, uh, is bringing Thanos from 2014 and the Outriders back in, or back to the future. Oh, there you go, uh, back to the future in 2023. 20, uh, um, so they get the gauntlet made. They're trying to figure out who is going to snap their fingers. Uh, Thor wants to do it. Um, but finally Professor Hulk is like, hey, like it puts off radiation. Like you saw what it did to Thanos. I was practically made for this. Um, and so he puts the gauntlet on. Uh, you have a little call back to the first Captain America where he's like screaming and everybody's like, Oh, get it off, get it off. And then Cap's like, No, banner, are you okay? Like, and they leave it on, and then he snaps his finger and things change outside. Uh, All of a sudden, Hawkeye gets a call from his wife, and he does it. He snaps his finger and brings everybody back. But right when he does, right when the doors open, all of a sudden you see Thanos' ship flies out of the time vortex and shoots down onto the Avengers base, and it starts the third act of the film. So the third act starts with uh, Thanos raining down on the Avengers base. Uh, beams in, is like, hey, go get me the gauntlet, Nebula. Like, you did it. I'm so proud of you, blah, blah, blah. All the Avengers are kind of like in, spread out in different places. The three, the 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 ultimate three of the Avengers come out to meet Thanos, Thor, uh, Captain America, and Iron Man, and they begin... To fight with Thanos um, and obviously Thanos becomes a little more uh, angry and a little more uh, like I'm going to reduce this universe to ash now <laughs> because of uh, because of uh, what uh, I've seen now um, and so they start fighting the three of them and on- honestly I mean the best scene is Thor braiding his beard with lightning so uh, I saw that I did not even realize that like I saw his beard braided but like i did not realize that it came from the lightning um when he puts on his suit and everything like that just cracked me up like when i saw it the second time um, but he brings both stormbreaker and mjolnir and uh they start fighting and thanos just whoops their tail and finally he's about to kill thor about to do exactly what thor did to him in infinity war um trying to put it in his chest And all of a sudden, the hammer starts moving and knocks Thanos off of uh, Thor. But where does it go back to? Freaking Captain America. That scene, every time, that scene, I yelled out the first time. Like, I got so freaking excited. Um, And finally, Thor's like, I knew it. (laughs) And so we finally realized that Captain America was worthy um, to lift the hammer, which by the way, just tell me on Twitter or on Instagram, do you think that Captain America knew in age of Ultron that he could lift the hammer, but didn't want to, um, didn't want to embarrass Thor. So he kind of just nudged it a little bit and set it down. Do you think so? I kind of think he knew he could lift it from that point on, um, but he didn't want to embarrass Thor. Uh, But anyways, he lifts the hammer. They keep fighting. He does the little uh, where he throws the shield and then throws the hammer into it, which was epic. Um, But still, Thanos whoops them, beats the shield into, uh, uh, or sorry, breaks the shield in half, Uh, and all Iron Man's down, Thor's down and Captain America stands up against all of the Outriders, all Thanos and the black order by himself. And he's ready to fight, ready to stand, um, uh, against them. And all of a sudden Sam comes on the comms. He's like, yo, cap, can you hear me? And you're just like, holy crap, this is happening. (laughs) And, and all of a sudden, he, the portals start opening. Black Widow steps in, and and Sam says, on your left, he flies in, and all of the Avengers step into this. I mean, I'm talking, you've got um, all the Avengers that were on Titan, all the Avengers in Wakanda. You have the Ravengers. You have the Valkyrie and the Asgardians. Um, you have so many people in this scene. And, and then... You have the most epic moment that you've been waiting for your entire life. Um, that was just so perfectly done. You have the hammer coming back to Captain America, and he says, Avengers, assemble. And of course, he doesn't yell it. He kind of whispers it, honestly. Um, uh, you kind of want a Shazam scene where somebody in the back's like, uh, What? What did he just say? Um, and then you have them going after and fighting Thanos Black Order and the Ravengers. Um, and the final fight is just over the top. Amazing. Um, you have Sam using his wings and killing one of those like gorilla things, which was crazy. Um, but really you have, and then you have, obviously you have different moments where, uh, Tony's talking to Dr. Strange. He's like, Hey, is this the one that like, if I tell you, like, it's not going to happen. Um, uh, then you have Spider-Man swinging in and they hug him and Tony hug. And he's like, Oh, this is nice, which is just such a great fulfillment of Spider-Man homecoming. Like they were, um, he was not like, he was like not trying to hug him. And, and uh, Peter was hugging him and he's like, Oh no, I'm not trying to hug him. I'm just opening the door for you. Um, which was just a great callback to that. Um, but then, uh, obviously you have Scarlet witch, freaking rainy oh sorry i'm sorry 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 you have ronan getting the the gauntlet and he's trying to figure out where to put it um they're gonna put it into the van um and so you have this kind of run through you have ronan and then black panther's like yo clint he's like clint give me that uh give it to me you know and and he takes off running and then uh uh, Ebony Mall grabs him, so Spider Man takes it. Spider Man rides, uh, you know, on uh, 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 the uh, uh, Valkyrie on Valkyrie's. Uh, what is it called? I can't think. Of, I'm 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 losing my mind right now. Can't think of it. Um, so you have that, and then you uh, then you get to um, Scarlet Witch tearing Thanos apart. Like would have killed him. Would have been it for him. And he's like, yo, rain fire. Like, we got to do this or else I'm going to die. And so they start raining fire. And then Captain Marvel comes in, destroys their ship. Um, then you have the epic girl scene that um, at first, I'm i am going to be honest, still a little bit out of place, like some of the people out of place. Um, still an epic scene, um, epic callback uh, to um, the lady Avengers. Um, super epic scene. Um, it's just that some of the people shouldn't be there <laughs> in my opinion Um, and still a dope scene thought it was sick like what happens after that with like Valkyrie killing one of those little uh, flying uh, snakes and everything Captain Marvel shooting through going into trying to get it to the van uh, and then finally Thanos gets the gauntlet Captain Marvel tries to stop him he's Tears the power stone out of it, out of, out of him. And he blasts Captain Marvel away from him. And then all of a sudden, Dr. Strange looks at Tony and he just holds up one finger and Iron Man knows what he must do. And so he goes, grabs the gauntlet. Thanos snaps his finger. He's like, I am inevitable and snaps. And Tony's like, and I am. Iron Man, and you see the stones fly up to his gauntlet, and he snaps his finger, and dust all of Thanos's army. Obviously, the powers of the Infinity Stone kill Tony uh, Stark, and you have a moment with him and War Machine, him and Peter, and him and Pepper Potts. Uh, and can I just say, Gwyneth Paltrow did a great job in this movie, and she is just like, hey. Like, we'll be okay. You can rest. Um, I thought it was uh, just so well done. Um, Tony dies. They have a funeral for him. Uh, but then Cap has to go and put back all the stones. Um, and instead of coming back to his timeline, he creates a different reality and stays with Peggy Carter. And the movie ends With him having that final, or having that final, having that first dance with Peggy. So, thought the movie overall was unbelievable. It was so fantastic. There were so many scenes that were just uh, calling back to different things, or were um, pushing forward to new things. Like we might, we might get to see like uh, uh, I can't remember what it's called. Is it a force? Is the girl Avengers? Um, Like all the ladies. Um, I can't remember if that's called A Force or what. Um, I'm, I'm blinking on that. Um, but, you know, call, maybe pushing forward to something like that. Um, I mean, obviously, you get the Avengers Assemble scene. I mean, just unbelievable fan service. And it was everything you wanted in uh, this big conclusion. Um, and obviously, Tony Stark dying um, was a great conclusion to that character. Um, it was tough to see, um, you didn't want it. Uh, but you understood that it was, it was the way it needed to go because again, he was building to being, uh, selfless and he gave up his life to save, um, save all of these, uh, all of these, uh, people. And that's what he did. Um, and then obviously Cap, he was building to figure out who he was and, he figured that out, and so he stayed with Peggy um, in a different reality. Now we got old man Cap. Uh, but they leave the door open for a lot of things. I mean, the the different realities leaves the door open for anything they want to do. Um, they, they can bring Tony back if they want, like in a different reality. Um, you know, they can do a lot of things. They can uh, jump over to Cap's reality, you know, just – they can do a lot of things with what they, what they did in this movie, Um, which I like, I like that it was a conclusion, but I also like that, like at some point, Robert Downey Jr. can come back and be Iron Man. (laughs) Like that's just the, that's, that's the uh, superhero nerd in me that I I just don't want him to die ever. Um but I but I do appreciate the conclusion. Um and I thought the movie overall was just unbelievable. Obviously again, Professor Hulk, I would have liked to see him become Professor Hulk. I that that was my big complaint of the movie is that I wish I could have seen him become Professor Hulk. But other than that, I've watched it 3 times now and it just Blows me away every time. Just how much movie is in this film? Um, how much callbacks are in this film, or how many callbacks are in this film? Or um, and just the the conclusion of this film. Like Kevin Feige is a genius. The Russo brothers are fantastic. The writers did such a good job um, writing this story arc um, from Infinity War to Endgame. I mean, whoa. <laughs> like it was unbelievable it was so unbelievable so avengers in game a plus you deserve to pass avatar at the box office um it was fantastic let me know what you guys think on instagram uh you can just shoot me a dm now let's talk about so we got comics down now we're talking connor so let's answer some questions from instagram uh i did a little q a just saying ask uh ask me anything so you could ask me anything about uh, my personal life so I'm just going to take a few questions a few minutes real quick uh, because I know this podcast is getting a little long because I just talked through that entire movie but it's just so good I just couldn't help it I could not help it so it's such a good movie all right let's get to the next session (gasps) Connor all right First question says, what do you believe in? Are you a Christian or what? This is a great question. Um, I am a Christian. Um, I believe that um, we were created and that... um, that uh, we were in need of a Savior, that we um, are sinful, and that we were separated from God, and that we need uh, needed a Savior, and that the Lord sent Jesus uh, Christ, who was 100% man, 100% God. Uh, he lived a perfect life and died on the cross uh, bridging the gap for us. If we believe in him, if we believe that he died on the cross and rose again. Um, and so that is what I believe in. Um, that is what I'm most passionate in. Um, and, uh, I, I just love that. So a second question kind of goes hand in hand with this. Uh, it says, what do you do for a living? Um, I'm actually a student pastor, uh, at my church. So, um, I do student ministry so I uh, do uh, student ministry on Wednesday nights uh, and you know do retreats and stuff and that's anybody sixth grade to twelfth grade um, and we talk about Jesus and we have fun. So that's what I do for a living. Uh, What made me a fitness fan? So I became a fitness fan um, when I was 13. I started training, but um, I became a fitness fan really in college. I really fell in love with it. Um, My first semester of college is when Athletic Assault was born, where I felt like the Lord just gave me the idea uh, for Athletic Assault. Um, so that's when that was born. So that's when I really became passionate about learning about fitness, uh, training myself. That's when I really got into training, uh, myself, uh, which actually goes hand in hand with the next question. When did you start working out seriously? So I started training when I was 13, but I didn't really start working out seriously until I was about 18 or 19. So that's when I really, uh, started trying to get stronger, um, really started doing compound lifts. Um, and yeah, those things. So, uh, yeah. So that's a little bit about me. I hope, uh, that, uh, helps you kind of get a feel for who I am. I'm passionate about, uh, Jesus and superheroes and fitness. Um, But yeah, that concludes the segment on Connor. Now for the final segment on coffee. So this morning I was just drinking some Keurig coffee uh, because I'm a simple man. Uh, But I actually have been getting into pour overs lately. So uh, my wife bought me um, a uh, V60 pour over and uh, uh, I've been using that lately. And it's been interesting. The coffee truly is better in the pour over. Like if you get good coffee, um, like, you know, Ethiopian or something like that, you know, uh, and you do the pour over well, uh, it makes better coffee. Who knew? Uh, But I will say this pour over is more complicated than I thought it was. I literally thought you just poured water, hot water over coffee grounds uh, and it made the pour over, but there's a science to it. Like, you got to get the right grams of water, right grams of coffee, um, or else you really mess it up. So, my first pour over was terrible, but I'm getting better every single day. So that's a little bit about coffee. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Um, It was a little long, but I hope it was helpful uh, for you guys. And I hope you, uh, I I don't know why it would be helpful, but I hope it was fun for you guys to listen to um, as we talked about uh, Avengers Endgame and we talked about um, just who I am a little bit. And then we talked about coffee as well. So you guys just listened to the If you're still here, you just listened to the first episode, the first official episode of comics, Connor and coffee. Thank you guys so much for listening to it. Uh, If you would, if you enjoyed the, if you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave a review on my podcast. It would mean the absolute world to me. Um, So please, 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 if you enjoyed it, leave actually no it's not even if you enjoyed it if you hated it leave a review as well um so that i can know uh whether it's one star or five stars what you think about the podcast all right heroes i am signing off i love you guys so much i'll catch you guys later